everybody. You're listening to What's Your Number? The podcast where we ask ourselves and others that age-old question, what's your number? In the hopes that telling these stories from our sexual past might help us get a little closer to understanding why we are the way we are. I'm Olivia, recording from Barcelona. And I'm Mariah, recording from New York City. What's your number, everybody? Today, I'm super excited because we have a wonderful guest joining us from Paris. Meli is here to talk about a fascinating sexual movement that she's recently joined and become a part of. Um, obviously, I wanted to interview her as soon as I heard about it um, because... On this podcast, we love talking about sexual exploration, transformation, expansion. We're all about trying new things on What's Your Number and making the same mistakes as well. We're also all about that. <laughs> so um, we're going to get all into the details of that today. But first, um, a little bit about you, Manly. So um, we met a few years ago when you were living here in Barcelona and pretty much immediately, I think we started talking about boys. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so I'm interested in in um, how you would kind of characterize your your sex life and your relationship to relationships, you know, up until recently when when you started this recent exploration that we'll get more into. Yeah, sure. So when we met, I was in a relationship with someone I was deeply in love with. And uh, I was in an open relationship. <clears throat> and um, I was kind of a mess at that time because I was also in love with someone else. <laughs> Who is bit of a love triangle. Yes. Um, and I think at that time I was just kind of lost and I was very confused about my feelings. And I didn't want to hurt anybody. And in the end, of mm -hmm. course, as you know, I did hurt a lot and I got hurt too. And so basically all my life I've been uh, in relationships, very intense relationships um, I, yeah. I love to be in love, basically. And uh, <laughs> so since I'm 15 years old, I've been with boys in uh, very intense relationships. And, and so, yeah, when yeah. we met, I was kind of a mess. And I'm still is. I'm still, I am still a mess. But at least now I know how to talk about it and how to communicate more and how to protect yeah. myself more and protect others too. So here we are. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, I can totally relate to to the messiness of of it all. In it, <laughs> I, so you say since you were fifteen, you were in relationships. How old are you now? So now I'm twenty six. Twenty six. Okay. And uh, yeah, with with my first love, um, it was for two years. Oh no, sorry, my uh -huh. my first love uh, was for like eight months, 
Then I fell in love with someone else and we stayed together for three years. Okay. Then I went to the United States and I fell in love with a, an American boy who really oh uh, traumatized me on many levels. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so I was in love with him for two years and a half. And then I went to Canada <laughs> and I met another boy. <laughs> God, I'm, I'm such a cliche. Um, and so I fell, I fell in love with him too. And he was kind of a mess because he was dating my roommate and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I know. It, yeah, it was pretty bad. Tough. Yeah, you're talking about love triangle. That one was a tough one. And then okay. I came back to France and then I fell in love with the guy I was with when we met. Ah. Okay, right. Okay. So that yeah, that's quite that's quite a trajectory. And I mean, when you and then so you were in this guy with this guy from France, right? But the Canadian guy was kind of still that was like the second triangle. That was it. the second love triangle you had with that same that, That's it. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> you know, love and passion, you know what it does. It's like yeah, uh -huh. like kind of a drug. You know, I could not get him out of my mind. Even though I was with someone that uh, was kind and sweet and that I really loved too. And, you know, the yeah. guiltiness was kind of building in. And, uh, sure. and, I, and, I, and I, I fucked it up. Honestly, I, I messed up. I just, hmm. I, I could not communicate well enough. Um, so, yeah, now I'm single, happily single. Mm -hmm. And I think it's good that yeah. I just stay single for a while. Yeah, amazing. I mean, good for you to just kind of like hop off the hop off the carousel a little bit. And yeah, I mean, also just the whole needing to communicate but not having the skills and then sometimes you know, there's another person who's in the dynamic who also doesn't have the the skills that you need. So Yeah, yeah. It's just it can be a rough time. It can be not it can be rough and also I think I just rushed into all these relationships you know I didn't take the time to to think do I really want that um because you know it just feels great to be loved it feels amazing to yeah yeah to be loved <laughs> that's it so I was it kind does. of high on that and I never stopped and now that I'm trying to yeah. stop wow it's a bit tough but I think I'm doing the right thing yeah Yeah, that's fascinating. Do you feel, because, you know, I, I was single for most of my 20s, really, mm. I would say. So I think I spent a lot of time not feeling loved. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it was hard. It was very hard. I think I felt, uh, you know, there were times when I did feel loved. There was definitely times when I felt desired. Mm. But I think that that time was also really um, important for me to figure out how to love myself too, you know. Um, yeah, that's, that's that's their hard part, I guess. That's the hardest part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like that that's changing your relationship to yourself? Yeah. In this single period? Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm doing uh, a lot of work on myself. I'm trying different types of psychotherapy. Um, yeah, and I'm trying to also get out of all the relationship schemes I, I got stuck in, you know, like 
the fact mm. that you're addicted you are addicted to someone that you know your entire well-being is based on someone else it's just not healthy you know you should just not right. do that so right i'm yeah i'm just trying to pinpoint um well where, where i have to work on myself and also you know there's a lot of stuff coming from when you're a child and you're uh, of course Uh, how do you call it? your attachment style? All of that. Mm-hmm. I tend to trust people a lot and like give them all, all at once, yes. you know. Uh, and then I got, yeah. uh, then I get hurt, and I hurt right. also. Sure, sure. Yeah. What is your attachment style? I think I'm in the. Um, yeah, yeah. Sure. I think uh, I'm in like the 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 positive one, like the good one, the one when the secure attachment. Yeah, because I had uh-huh. a pretty good childhood like I received a lot of love from my parents and so yeah whenever I met someone and that person liked me and I liked that person uh-huh. I was like oh yeah let's go all in and just uh-huh. you know rush into it and be super passionate about it yeah just really exactly when you try a new drug and you're just like wow that feels amazing and then yeah let's do it again let's do it again and then wow <laughs> then the hangover is bad <laughs> that's it that's me yeah. I'm just overdosing on love <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh I love it <laughs> I love it oh gosh well I mean yeah it's it's so refreshing though to to talk to someone who's really you know confronting that and, and working on it like in the present you know on this podcast as you know we talk a lot about uh things we that happened in the past you know and how and how we dealt with it then but Um, we haven't caught up to our present lives yet. So yeah. <laughs> we haven't had the opportunity, you know, to to take that as much of an honest, honest look in the mirror. Exactly. Um, we did have have a psychologist on, um, shout out to Dr. Morgan, who talked about attachment styles and, mm-hmm. and that was really that was really fascinating. But um yeah, as far as as far as just what what we're doing right now, we We're still we're still catching up to ourselves. So yeah, this is super interesting. Um, so I know that we because you you were telling me before uh, we started recording that um, you went through a pretty intense breakup and that kind of made you start to reassess and think about what you wanted to do differently and also some you know things you wanted to try and experiment with um, sexually. So yeah. We can dive so into how, that if you want. How did that? Yeah, how did that all go? I, you know, I'm dying to. So, um, I'm yeah, and I'm just curious. Like, so you yeah wanted to kind of explore sexually, and did it feel like you weren't able to do that as much in the relationship, or was it kind of a continuation of that? It's not really that. You put it? So I think I discovered um, sex and pleasure pretty early in my life. Like mm-hmm. I started masturbating really early and uh-huh. I was like wow I like that and yeah <laughs> I have like I have a weird relationship with sex because I just love it and I think I have a very high uh, libido uh-huh. so um, I have to maintain that and also I think that's one of the reasons why I was always in a relationship because I could so I was in love and I could have sex all the time and that was True. great you know um But then the thing is, uh, I cannot have sex with everyone. 
like I really have to feel a deep connection with someone. I have to feel attracted to that person. Mm -hmm. I have to really, there's a lot of different settings so I can feel comfortable. And so, yeah, anyway, uh, when I was in these open relationships, I realized, oh, ah, wow, Uh, other people attract me. And uh, Mm -hmm. I felt, I love to feel like, I loved to feel desired and everything. And so, but I could not really explore that because if I was exploring, I was okay with that. But if the person I was in love with was exploring that, I could not handle it, you know, in a very selfish, uh, selfish way. Right, uh, okay. Yeah. So you're having some jealousy. A lot of jealousy, like a lot of feelings that felt horrible to feel. (laughs) Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, but yeah, I always wanted to experiment and go far, you know, like I was like, oh, what is Shibari? I'd like to be tied up. Yeah. I'd like to try new stuff. I'd like to try, you know, always going on the edge, going to the limit. I mean, you know me, I, I like to, I'm a sensational seeker, like <laughs> basically. Yes. <laughs> a thrill seeker for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I broke up with my ex boyfriend and I was really traumatizing but I still so I I went into depression but my libido um, didn't want to go down nice (laughs) which is a bit weird for someone who's depressed but yeah I mean it's good news (laughs) I guess yeah it's also great though yeah your libido is like you are dealing with what you're dealing with I'm fine (laughs) and so um I, I was, uh, I've always been interested in like the, you know, I heard about parties, underground parties where people had sex, you know, all together where there was like exchange and, and I never wanted to go there with my boyfriend because my jealousy would be off the charts. So I couldn't imagine that. And now that I'm single, I was like, okay, maybe that's, maybe I should try. Um, and so I listened to a podcast on uh, Radio Nova which is a French radio that was talking uh-huh. about parties organized by a collective called La Feste. So it's, okay. you know, it's La Fête, which is partying in French and uh, La Fesse, which is the booty in French. And so uh-huh. <laughs> La Feste. Okay. Thank you for explaining that. Yeah. And so basically <laughs> a booty party. <laughs> a booty party. And so these people, they were organizing parties, but in a very safe way. It felt like they were organizing workshops and that there was a big um, focus made on consent and on the fact that everyone should feel, uh, you know, secure in the interactions. And I was like, whoa, that's great because that's something that's combining both my love of partying and also Mm -hmm. my desire and my need to experience sexual, new sexual stuff, but in a safe place. Sure. Because I was feeling too weak and too fragile to explore, you know, and just be wild. Yeah, yeah I understood. Yeah, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to go on Tinder and just like fuck a lot of boys. And I knew that was not my stuff. But this sex, po- mm-hmm. sex positive movement, movement, it felt right because it was focused on talking, consent, and also going deep into the deep into the the character of people, you know. I couldn't just stay on the surface. I never could. Right. So... Yeah, that's 
That's fascinating. I really relate to that. Even though I have done a lot of, um, I have had a lot of meaningless sex in my life, but it's um, very rarely is it does it feel like the exact right thing. Yeah. You know, there's always, as you said, kind of like a, sometimes I felt definitely too fragile for it. Mm. Um, and that's I think that's great that you recognize that and that you're able to find to find the these people who so they were. They were having parties and they were running workshops or yeah. what was kind of the logistics of it all? So I heard about this this party, La Fest, and then at the same time I was trying to to make new friends in Paris to kind of start my yeah. life all over again. And sure. I don't know, I met that, that guy who was organizing um, um, artistic workshops at his place. So not related okay. to sex, but... A guy who's very sensitive and who was interested in in my story, you know, he was like, uh-huh. oh, "Just come over and and let's talk," you know. And uh, uh-huh. he told me about a a circle that was called uh, the Love Night. So it's a circle of discussion. And so okay. we went together. <laughs> it was at very the. Nice. It was uh, like on a huge building in Paris on the 30th floor. So it's called the 30e Ciel which is the 30th okay. uh, uh, sky, basically. So you have okay. view all over Paris in a super cozy apartment, crazy. like completely crazy. I was like, what the, f- like, what am I doing? Oh you my know? God. <laughs> This is somebody's house. So you went to somebody's apartment. Yeah. Okay. So we went there and we did a circle of um, emotion, basically. People were just talking about why they were here. And, uh, and we did some little um, exercises about consent. So there was no okay. sexuality involved, no nudity involved, but it was an interesting uh-huh. exercise because, so the, to give you an example, the first exercise, you're in a room with like 30 people you don't know, and you have to walk okay. in the room and just you stop in front of someone and you look at, look at the person in the eyes for like two minutes straight without talking. Like super okay, intense, shit. you know, yeah. and you're like, okay. Yeah. And it's like all the yeah. masks are going down, you know, you cannot just pretend. Uh-huh. And then there was more exercise right. where you sh- where you have to touch the people at the wrist at first, and then you go up, uh-huh. and the person has to say no or continue, you know. So it was, got it. It was like the, I'd say the baby steps to go into sexpo, you know. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. Eye contact and like non-sexual touching, but exactly. consent and kind of connection. Exactly. And then at that party, I so there are people that are called angels that are here to check mm-hmm. if everyone's feeling okay and if if everyone's like, yeah, if everyone's okay, basically. And one of the angel I uh-huh. uh, became pretty good friends with and she's a party, hardcore, sexpo girl. Uh-huh. Like she's an amazing person. And she told me, Got it. come to the fest, let's have fun. They organized, okay, okay, she was amazing. like, they organized the best part. heard about this, but yeah. okay, got it. Right, so you were like, yes. So, exactly. And so I went to the first weekend of La Fest. And oh boy, (laughs) what world I entered. Um, I don't know, I felt great, you know, like I felt great because people have amazing costumes. We were in a a ranch, like two hours away from Paris. And so you had like pretty intense party and lights and also workshops. Um... So you have a love room, so you have the BDSM love room and a more classical love room. 
Um, okay, okay. And these are for people to go into like privately or in groups or these love rooms. So is there sex happening in public as well? So and this is for people who want more privacy or So yeah, the the thing is um nudity is allowed in all spaces, but okay. sexuality is more in the love room or in the okay. individual beds. But uh, because you know there's also the consent of the people Like not everybody wants to see people fuck or, uh, you know, get blowjobs on the on the dance floor, you know, and so there's space for sex, and there's space for party, and you can party naked, but if you want to have sex or something like that, uh, it's better to go in the love room. Okay. So you can so so you can picture it. Um, When we arrived, there was like a ceremony, opening ceremony, with kind of a. A performance. Okay. It was a bit intense. What kind of performance? Well, yeah. <laughs> so you go to like the main room and they are putting like some plastic on the floor and you're like, okay. okay. And yeah. there's, there's like a chair and there was like one person that arrived with a huge mask about a, I think it was a boar or something like this. Okay. And then he was almost all naked and then another woman who was like, she had a, had a whip yeah. and then there was just like super like dancing together and like and then after that they were like okay now that you experienced this amazing performance we're going to tell you about the rules of consent and then they explain okay. you and there's like five five stuff so you have to so you have to have uh, the consent has to be um oh, she, I don't have the names in in English <laughs> Oh, okay. I'll send them to you. We'll, we'll figure it out. I'll yeah, send them yeah, to yeah. you. Is it is it like stuff kind of like you have to it has to be like verbal or it has to be enthusiastic? Yeah, exactly. Kind of like that? Exactly that stuff. It has to be enthusiastic. Okay. It has to be reversible. You can give your consent and then remove it afterwards. It has Got to it. be specific. It has to be for like, for instance, okay, I give my consent to touch my boobs, but then uh-huh. don't touch my, my pussy if I didn't give you my consent. Sure. Uh, it has sure, to be, sure. um, you have to be sober. That's the best. Oh, like, okay. You should be, you know, like those are the golden rules, but of course, <laughs> you know. Right. But so, yeah, so was there alcohol and drugs yeah. in, at this party? So that okay. party, there was alcohol and drugs. And, um, and uh, this is kind of like a festival, right? Yeah, Sorry, it was three you, days. Exactly. It's a good, it's okay. Gosh, so it's several days and you're camping at this and you were, were you camping? Yeah, I was camping or? in a ranch and, but you could also, okay. if you pay more, you could have like some rooms, uh, but it. also got La Fest, it. they also okay. organize uh, single parties. For instance, I was a, at a party on, on Saturday in Paris uh-huh. and uh, that's just for one night and it was great. Got it. Uh, okay, so that's that one collective, but the thing is, since there's alcohol and drugs, it's not like mm-hmm. pure sex po. I went to another weekend. As in, right. Yeah. Okay. I went to, not pure, like, and when you say pure sex po, what do you mean exactly? I mean that the golden rules can be, um, can be respected in the best way possible. And if you're in Got a party it. with drugs and alcohol, then... You can have consent that is not really, they say éclairé, so lightened consent. I don't know how to say it in English, right. but... Sure, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, enlightened or... Enlightened, yeah. yeah. Like, you have to be conscious about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And if you are on sure. MDMA, <laughs> not that conscious. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. But so, sure. okay. Uh, that was in May of this year. Uh huh. Um, and then in July, I went to another um, another sexpo event, but that was no alcohol and no no drugs. Okay. And that one was really focused on sex, way more than the La Fest. La Fest is more, let's have a party and ah, you can have some sex yeah. on the side, it's fun. Um, okay, got it. But the second one I went to was called, it was called La Bulle, so the, okay. the bubble. It was in a nice. in a big manoir in in the forest. Oh my god! I know, I know. It's too good. <laughs> this shit is too good. <laughs> so you go off to a big forest manor. Exactly, and so um, and so that weekend was uh, very different, and uh, it was very focused on um, discovering new new practices, make links, and there was a huge emphasis on 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 talking and on well-being, really. Okay. And so... And how was that emphasis, how did that manifest? So were there like workshops and discussion groups yeah. or was it just kind of the vibe of the place? So or? there was, it was both, but there was like a circle every morning where everyone could mm -hmm. talk about how they felt, if there was things that were not okay. Uh, also, people could suggest uh, workshops themselves. So it's very collaborative mm. stuff. Uh, there's also yeah. like really practical stuff like who's going to cook today and, uh -huh, and sure. people just uh, yeah it's kind of like the university of sex and you can okay you know Amazing. you can submit your own class like i had a friend yeah. who was like yeah i don't know if i'm doing a squirting workshop or a prostatic pleasure workshop today um did you see the orgies at three i could i'm not gonna make <laughs> it man and you know it's i swear it's just <laughs> Oh my god! It's just, oh my god! It's, just, okay. it's funny, and you know that if you if you don't want to participate, you don't have to. You don't have to justify yourself if you want to leave uh, the place of if you want to be alone. There's a lot of care. That's cool. Basically, a lot of care, mm -hmm. and there were some people called angels again. Uh, if you wanted to talk about some difficult stuff, you could go to them and. If you wanted to go back to Paris and just leave the place, you could. They could arrange that for you. There's, okay. there's a lot of care, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, that's That sounds really beautiful. Okay, so so you kind of did this, you know, party and a bit of a bit of sex stuff. And then you did kind of the pure sex and, and not so much party, more kind of introspective yeah. and um, academic in a way. Exactly, exactly. And but and then these things, these these events, and and then also the other um, person's apartment that you went to for the first workshop. These are all part of generally under the umbrella of kind of a sex positive movement. And and this movement is this. Um, a French thing, a Parisian thing. Where, where would, where does it? Well, I'm, come I'm from not a, exactly? um, I'm not an expert because you know I'm just, I'm just entering uh, in this in yeah. this movement. But as far as I understood, it's something that started in the United States, um, okay, or in Canada, like in in North America, basically. Uh -huh. And the goal was to, I think it started in the Burning Man, actually. But I'm I'm not sure you are, you really have to check this information that I'm, give, I'm giving you. But 
Well, you know, it's funny, Melly, because I've been trying to research, I was trying to research, you know, ahead of our chat today and I couldn't really find that much information. So <laughs> it's like, I don't know if, and we talked about this before, but maybe it's because, it, you know, I'm looking for words in English that would have to be in French or I'm not really sure, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't coming up with stuff or maybe it's just a bit more underground. It's a bit underground, you kind of have to but be in the, know. The, the difficult part of Sexpo is that it's, different also according to the culture. Um, for instance, sure. a, a friend of mine who's been in, in, who's in the Sexpo for three years or four years now, he told me in France, there's a huge emphasis on consent. But maybe, uh-huh. maybe in the States, it was more about, hey, let's do orgies together, you know? Right, right, sure. Like the Burning Man, there's a lot of Sexpo stuff in the Burning Man. And mm-hmm. I think maybe it's less political or something like that. I know in France, they, okay, they really wanted sure. to put some politics into it. And uh, uh, yep, also to... That makes sense. I joined also because I wanted to change, um, like to get out of the, you know, men, men and women relationship, like the heteronormality and all the rules mm-hmm. that come with it. Uh, because yeah. I feel like I got trapped in it. You know, I feel like... During all my relationships, I was kind of um, performing a role, the role of the perfect, mm-hmm. sexy girlfriend that wanted to have sex all the time. Mm-hmm. But that was also smart. Yeah. You know, I was kind of performing something. Um, yeah. I wanted to be perfect, you know. I wanted to be loved. and and That makes sense. And now I just want to experience this stuff for myself, not not for others. And, um, and also uh-huh. to break, you know, that stuff, the thing of... Uh, Uh, if you love me, I leave you. But if I get, have your attention, uh, no. H- how do I say that? The, um, uh, you know, um, leave me and I follow you, like that. Sure. Uh, do, do you know what I mean, or how do you say? Kind that? of that tension between like when wanting what you already have, and then or kind of getting addicted to sort of the you know people pulling away and exactly and you being drawn to that. Yeah, exactly. kind of like anxious avoidant thing or whatever like there's a different I wanted to put it exactly I wanted to get out of this mm-hmm. of this uh, that makes and sense. I wanted to put words on things I, re- I realized that people are not honest people just they yeah. like to stay in the blurriness of stuff I, I did it I tell you when we yeah. when we met in Barcelona I did not mm-hmm. have the courage to put names on stuff I did not have the courage to talk about it And I like what what kind of names well for instance my and what kind of stuff well <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was I was in love with two people at the same time. Yeah. And they didn't know about it. You know, and I, and it was just right. an in, an internal struggle. And I didn't want to tell to my boyfriend that I had someone else in mind because I didn't want to hurt him and at the same time it was kind of convenient for me because I could have everything, you know. Sure. And in the end when I decided to tell him, look, there's someone else in my head and I have to figure that out. Yeah. It was too late because he was already attached. He felt betrayed. He felt... Sure. And he was like, okay, just get out of my life. You are not a healthy person. And... Sure. And I regret that so much. I wish I could have like, you know, be more self-conscious and be more brave basically and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I can totally relate to that. I feel like... So many times in my life, I've just been like, yeah, but if I say this thing, it's going to change everything. Exactly. And it's going to limit my options. Exactly. 
kind of, yeah, limit my options. Basically, it's going to cut, it's going to cut paths off. But in reality, when you're honest and you, and you tell people the truth, doors open up, I think, more than anything Or doors close that need to close. Exactly, anyways. exactly. And also, so after my breakup, I started to read some uh, some feminist uh, essays and to really... Your most recent breakup. Yeah, my right? most recent breakup. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I realized uh, I don't want that anymore. I don't want to stay in the blurry stuff. I don't want to, you know, it's that stuff that we we're seeing since we are little kids, the romance, you know, romanticizing suffering, mm -hmm. romanticizing... Mm -hmm lying you know because mm -hmm. because otherwise you would lose too much so you have to lie to the person you love i wanted mm -hmm. to get out of that because i got mm -hmm. i got hurt too much and i heard it too much so yeah and so in the sex pole you really talk a lot and you go straight to the point you know yeah yeah that's right amazing totally i wanted to i wanted to ask you about the sex pole and kind of and talking about these interactions between um men and women, you know, are kind of these historical roles that we fall into. Is it, a, is it a very queer space or is it mostly hetero people? Like, so what's the it, it's It is, the thing is, it used to be a very queer LGBT movement. And actually mm -hmm. when I tell my gay friends or lesbian friends about that, they're like, There's nothing new, you know, they're not surprised. Right. Yeah. It's more mm -hmm. that I think people talk about it more because it just entered the heterosexual um, circles. Okay. Um, Interesting. But those are practices that were already here a long time ago in the mm -hmm. in the homosexual uh, circles. Definitely. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. there's definitely a huge bias. Uh, so for instance, if you're a woman in the sexpo movement and you're, you know, you, you go into an orgy, uh, people are going to touch you a lot, look at you a lot. And like, there's a huge bias, of course, because, you know, women are more, um, how do you say, objectified in our societies than men. Mm -hmm. um, but basically it's very, it, it aims to be pretty queer. There's a lot of interaction okay. between men. And it's funny because... At my first party, I went with a, a friend who's uh, really heterosexual. And uh -huh. we went to that workshop that was called the Atelier Bisou. So kissing, uh -huh. kissing workshop. <laughs> and at some point you had to close your eyes and just let anyone kiss you. And I was like, wow, exciting, wow. amazing. I love it. And my friend was like, I don't want men to kiss me. Imagine a man to kiss me. And I was like, dude, it's just a mouth. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Let it go, you know. <laughs> and in the end, uh, well, yeah, yeah, it's just a mouth, you know, and it's just right. It's okay, you know. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's fascinating. Huh. And also, and so, men often, sorry, yeah. um, no, men no, they they wear dresses, they wear leggings, they're uh -huh. like men that are used to the sexpo movement. They're they play with the codes, you know. They're they're sure. very queer and and uh, at ease with their body, which which is something I really like. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's super attractive. I'm curious, though, do you think um, at these events that you've been going to, um, most people most people have kind of an opposite sex attraction. Like there, there's, there's fluidity I get and there's fluidity of expression and gender expression and stuff. But do you think that there, these 
there's is kind of a separation between like in the events themselves. I, I don't know enough, but what I've seen is that mm-hmm. it's mainly heterosexual okay. uh, yeah. or lesbian. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, there's basically it's often you see a man and a woman, uh, uh-huh. but you often see also just a pile of people <laughs> together. Right. So, <laughs> you couldn't say. Nice. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's actually a question I'm asking myself because um, I also joined the Sexpo movement in order to explore more my bisexuality because I realized uh, recently. I mean, I realized a long time ago, but I started recently to actually accept it that uh, I'm also very attracted to women. Yeah, and uh, so I thought, in these kind of of um, circles, you can really explore more, you know. Sure. And that's what I did, and uh-huh. and uh, and it's great. I like it. I'm discovering a whole new continent. <laughs> yeah, amazing. That's a great way of putting yeah. it. Yeah, and it's a continent that I feel more, um, you know, with with women, I feel more understood. Uh, things are way more. Um, soft and and cute and mm-hmm. and I think that's what I need also yeah oh that's beautiful that's that's awesome so yeah and I wonder if if you find that the just because you've been um working so much in the communication and that's been such a big part of it for you do you find that the communication with uh women is different yeah definitely I did like two dates with a uh, woman two weeks ago, uh-huh. the questions are not the same, you know, like, yeah, it's like, since we're both women, um, we, we don't feel like we have to play a part and we go straight yeah. to the point, you know, like there was one of the, one of the girls, she asked me, do you have a brother? And I was like, yeah, what's your relationship with him? And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> First oh date, God, like yeah. first 30 minutes, you know, and you're like, oh. Okay. I feel like I just got wet hearing that. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, and so we, we talked about our family dynamics, about about our uh-huh. insecurities right away, and it, it felt um, yeah. more true, you know. I don't know, I trusted mm. her right away, and that's mm. also something that I'm trying to do with men I'm dating. I'm trying to ask a lot of questions, and really try yeah, to just go there. But what I realized is that men they don't ask the question back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my experience, yeah. of course. It's not. Yeah, no, of course. But I realized that women are very curious and eager to know more, and men are just eager to talk about themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, I can't say I haven't noticed the same I mean, thing. Yeah, I mean, for what it's worth. You know, I'm yeah. asking the question and the guy answers, and then he never asks the question back, and I'm like, I mean, I was not asking it for it to, to, in order to have the question back, but like... That is kind of how to make a conversation richer. Exactly. Generally speaking. And uh, at the first Sexpo, so at the first fest I went to, I, I, we hooked up with that guy, very handsome, but a bit dumb in the end. Which guy? A guy at the, um, at the Sexpo, he just, he just thought I was pretty, so he told me, hey, let's go to the jacuzzi. We went to the jacuzzi. Okay, which which event was this? The first like, uh, fest in May. Okay. The festival. Okay, gotcha, the one that was on the ranch. And exactly. That and okay. so in the end, we didn't have sex because we didn't feel like it. But yeah. I remember on Sunday, he came to me and 
we spend the day together and he'd only talk about himself, you know. Right. And I was like, uh, I, I, you know, I could have just stayed with my friends, you know, like. Right. right. <laughs> and I couldn't help yeah. but thinking, come on, stop being such a male, you know, like. Yeah, even in that, even in that setting, that's supposed to, I mean, I know this was more of a party, a party vibe, but kind of supposedly maybe has uh sort of attracts people who are supposedly kind of working yeah on, but on also he was a, he was a newcomer so you can actually really it, spot right. new people and people that have been here for a while it's really yeah not the same type of conversation at the party on saturday mm-hmm. i went to um yeah. there was another guy who's been in sexpo for a while and he was completely different he was curious he he was able to put words on stuff and being very respectful mm-hmm. and not rush anything you know yeah and asking questions yeah <laughs> yeah and asking right yeah isn't that isn't that kind of crazy that you would sort of work on these issues around consent and what feels good to one person and what feels good to the other person and how to communicate that and then that would sort of you know, make you a better communicator just in general. Exactly. And that's the point. The thing is, I was talking to that about, uh, to a friend of mine. Um, the first workshop I went to, the consent one with no nudity and no sexuality. I think this would be a very interesting thing to put in schools, for instance, in order yeah. for people to identify their boundaries and, um, and talk about their boundaries and also respect other people's boundaries. And this is like, this is not just about sex. This is also about just work life, friendship. And I, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, I took the sex bath because I like it. But in the end, yeah. what I'm learning with this movement is really to respect myself more, listen to myself more and to actually listen to other people more. And that's a very changing experience for me. Yeah, I, I, I bet that sounds that's a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm growing up, you know, a bit more. <laughs> so that's amazing. Yeah, wow, that sounds like a really, a really yeah, as you say, transformational experience. And I um, I am so glad that you could talk to us about yeah, it today this has been so fascinating i have so many more questions um maybe we can do another another follow-up another sure time i'd be down and track your track your you know your journey <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um yeah this is really this is really awesome i'm i'm so happy that uh, you were able to come and tell us about it and yeah, I can't wait to hear more. Yeah, thank you for the invite. It was great. Always happy to have a chat with you. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Same here, my dude. Uh, okay, well, thank you everyone for listening. Um, we'll be linking some some resources and stuff in the show notes if you want to learn more about the sex positive movement. And um, hopefully we'll be following up with Melly again Yay. soon. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Baby, if you want me, come and get me. I swear I'll make it easy. On my eyes is what you are. And I don't care who knows it. Thanks for listening to What's Your Number? 
This episode was produced by Olivia and Mariah. Music is by No Fancy. Editing and mastering by Lightning the Cavern Works. You can learn more about us and check out our blog at whatsyournumberpod.com. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, leave us a review wherever podcasts are found and subscribe to hear about more sexcapades. Sexcapades.